This is the reality of Islam. And that's why when the Sahaba went, and we shared the story yesterday, La ilaha illallah, but it's one that pops up always. When he went to the emperor, and the emperor said, why have you come? Did he say for trade? He said, in the most eloquent of ways, Jinnakum, we've come to you. To remove the servants. Min ibadatil ibad, from worshipping the servants. Ila ibadati rabbil ibad. To worshipping the creator of the servants. A purpose. It wasn't a journey as an ends, but it was a means. And even the da'wah that they gave there was a means to an end. That end is Jannah. And that success in the hereafter. To see those angels of Jannah descend when you're about to breathe your last breath. To be those people who benefit, the greatest benefit at death. تَتَنَزَّلُ عَلَيْهِمُ الْمَلَائِكَةِ أَلَّا تَخَافُوا وَلَا تَحْزَنُوا وَأَبْشِرُوا بِالْجَنَّةِ الَّتِي كُنْتُمْ تُوَعَدُونَ Subhanallah, to get the death of those awliya. That when they pass away, angels descend. And when they are in that greatest moment of fear, the angels comfort them and say, لا تخافوا, Don't be scared for what you did. ولا تحزنوا, and don't be sad for what is to come. Be excited. Why? Because Allah has sent us to give you glad tidings at this moment of death. The most scariest moment in our lives to give you glad tidings of Jannah. The Jannah that you were promised. La ilaha illallah. This is the, the, this is the death we want to have. This is the end. Thus everything we do has to lead to us achieving that. Going to university can be an ibadah. If it is a means to a nobler end. That I want to support Islam by showing that we Muslims are the best pharmacists. So I'm going to become the best pharmacist and the best doctor. We're going to contribute to the ummah better than any person from any religion can. Why? Because Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught us that we are the best. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made us from his ummah. Understand that it's a responsibility. It's not just pride that I'm a Muslim from the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Yes, you should pat yourself on the back. You should be excited. But understand that the higher the position you have, and being called the best is a very high position. The higher the position you have, the higher the responsibility. A teacher has responsibility in a school, but not the same responsibility as the headmaster. Is that not so? The higher your position, the higher the responsibility. So this is the message in a nutshell, brothers and sisters. Alhamdulillah, Allah has caused my voice to last a little bit. But now that we've mentioned certain acts of worship outside the five pillars of Islam, let me share with you leadership from the Sahaba, radiallahu anhum ajma'in. Some stories, remember we said, we're not here to talk about the qualities of a leader, but we want to talk about the micro aspect of this topic of leadership, which is you being a leader. You feeling that you are the best in what you're doing, according to your capacity. You being a leader. It doesn't mean that you don't have the ability to lead a project. That you cannot be a leader in and of yourself. That you cannot die the death that we just described. It doesn't mean that. Let me share with you examples from the lives of the Sahaba radiallahu anhu ajwain. We said that we should aspire to be leaders in belief and worship. 
leaders in belief and worship. The Sahaba radiallahu anhu bajubain were leaders in this regard. Look at Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu. When Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went for the Mi'raj and explained that he traveled in one night to Bayt al-Maqdis and in the same night to the heavens and came back and the Quraysh made fun of him and said this is impossible, we know the length of this journey and we know the difficulties during this journey it does not make sense and if someone told us today that they did it, it would not make sense it would not make sense but Abu Bakr radiallahu when he was approached by the idolaters, he said, if Muhammad said it, I believe it. It happened. This is Iman. Because from Iman is belief that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi, you believe in the messengers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that Allah gives them miracles. He says, if Muhammad said it, I believe it. This is belief. It's not a matter of, does it make sense to my mind? They were leaders in belief. Are we leaders in belief? Or do we question the sharia? May Allah forgive us. Today some people question the sharia. They say, why should I wash my hands and my face and my mouth and my nose and my ears when I relieve myself? Akramakumullah, may Allah honor you all. It doesn't make sense. What's that got to do with that? This is you not being a leader in belief. And this is a very dangerous question. They were leaders in belief. They knew that Allah gave them a mind. But they believed that this mind has to be used behind the screen of the sharia. That we have emotion, and we have our mental intellect, and we have belief. We have the Quranic instruction, and the message of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa so we use our intellect to guide our emotions. But we use the sharia to guide our minds. La ilaha illallah. Look, how, look at the pattern. And this is from the height of being a leader. So he was a leader in, in belief. He accepted the message. And he did not for one moment think that this is irrational. He said, if he said it, it happened. And I believe it. And their plot of trying to turn Abu Bakr against Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam fell against them. When we look at worship, we see Abu Bakr radiallahu as a leader in worship. He was the most knowledgeable with the Qur'an. And the most in terms of the Qur'an's recitation. And this we extracted from the fact that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam commanded Abu Bakr to lead the believers in prayer. And that same Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Ya Ummul Qawm, aqra'uhum li kitabillah. That the one who is the leader in salah is the one who is most knowledgeable with the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or, or is most read with the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said this is the criteria. And based on that he chose Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu. Which means Abu Bakr was the best in worship as well. And one of the acts of worship is the recitation of the Quran and knowledge of the Quran. So he was a leader in belief. 
as was the Sahaba. And he was a leader in worship, as was the Sahaba, radiallahu anhum ajma'in. We said from worship is spending in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Are we leaders in this regard? Remember I said, we're not talking about the macro, your ability to manage a team and be a leader. But being a leader in and of yourself, in that which is specific to you, from the acts of worship, is spending in the path of Allah. Are you a leader in this regard? Are you a person who sees, or you are one who is seen? Which category do you fall under? Are you a person who makes things happen? Or you, or are you a person who watches things happen? Or there's a third category. There's the third category. There's a person who says, what happened? We're all giggling, right? We've seen those people. They say, hold on, hold on, what happened? What's going on? I missed it. I didn't do it. I didn't watch it. Please tell me what happened. So, are you a leader? Are you making things happen? Or are you watching things happen? Or are you saying what happened? Who are you? From the Sahaba, radiallahu anhu majma'in, we discussed Abu Bakr and how he was spending to free the slaves who were being persecuted or to bring those who were being persecuted by the Quraysh after they accepted Islam. But then we have Uthman radiallahu during the time of drought, when trade was, was at its lowest, and food was at the lowest supply. Uthman radiallahu a great businessman, there comes to him 300 laden camels. If my memory serves me right from Sham, Allahu A'lam, it needs to be checked. 300 laden camels. And the people are excited. La ilaha illallah. A camel with a load full of amenities. So they go to him and say, Uthman, for every dollar we'll give you a dollar. La ilaha illallah. 100% profit. Whatever this camel is worth, we'll give you a dollar for it. Meaning, it's 100% profit. And he said, no, I've been offered more. So they said, okay, for every dollar, two dollars, 200% profit. And he said, no, I've been offered more. And this is Uthman. This is not like the businessmen of today, where you tell them, look, you know, sell it to me at this price. And he might say, wallahi, my cost price is this much. But he, <laughs> it's not the case. He tell you, I've been offered more. You're offering me 10,000 pounds for my car, I've been offered more. But he, no one's offered him anything. You're the first buyer, in fact. May Allah protect us and forgive us. This is Uthman. Thurnurain. He says, I've been offered more. And he's telling the truth. So they said, for every dollar, three. He says, no. Or for every dirham. I apologize. There was no dollars then. There's dirhams. For every dirham, four. He says, no. For every dirham, five, he says, I've been offered more. So they get together and say, who on earth can offer him a 500% profit? So the community gets together and say, who is the culprit that has done this? And they all say, this person is not from us. So they go to him, radiallahu anhu. And they say, we have a consensus amongst us that this person is not from amongst us. So who is this person that has offered you more than five dirhams to one? And he said that I've been offered not five, but ten to one. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised to multiply the one that is spent in his path by ten. These camels are for Allah and his Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
La ilaha illallah. At the most desperate of times, here is a leader in the ibadah of spending in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Selflessness, not selfishness. A visionary, knowing that what I am doing is a means to an end. They know why they do, were doing things. Subhanallah. And look at us born upon Islam and Iman. They were born upon shirk and kufr. Yesterday they were worshipping idols. Today they say, La ilaha illallah. And giving away 300 laden camels for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. La ilaha illallah. Imagine this. This is what happens when Iman enters the heart. This is what happens. When you can believe that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went to Baytul Maqdis and to the seven heavens and back in one night. When it's totally irrational. This is what happens when Iman enters the heart, brothers and sisters. And we become leaders in and of ourselves. Look at Abu Talha, radiallahu anhu. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the ayah. لَن تَنَالُوا الْبِرَّ حَتَّى تُنْفِقُوا مِمَّا تُحِبُّونَ Then piety will not be ascertained until you spend from that which you love, which is beloved to you. Right? Not, don't give from the worst of your wealth. Give from the best of your wealth. That which is more beloved to you. Just like today. What happens when our child is failing in school? We send him to madrasa. We send him to Darul Ulum. That oh, I know what, you know, go to a Darul Ulum. Go study Islam. We, we send the worst. May Allah forgive us. We don't take the child who we see as the most intelligent and say, I'm going to invest this child for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When we spend, we spend the worst. We're not in need of this. These clothes, I don't need it anymore. I'm throwing it away. Let's give it in charity. In fact, let's wait for the month of Ramadan and give it then because it's better. This is good. This is not, we're not saying don't do this. But we're saying become a leader. Become a leader. Abu Talha, he is the same, says, Oh Prophet of Allah. Subhanallah. There's a garden which is beloved to me. It is beloved to me. With this ayah, it's for Allah, it is Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Look at action. Subhanallah. This immediate answer to the call of Allah, it is Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Not insha'Allah. You know, today we have insha'Allahs. Not inshallah. Inshallah is of two types. Yes or no. When somebody tells you inshallah, say which one? The yes or the no? Because what happens is sometimes you tell somebody donate, he goes inshallah. Say inshallah, yes or no? Which one are you talking about? Please clarify now so we don't bother you next time. Right? No. There was istijaba. Istijaba. And this is Islam. Islam, what does Islam mean? Istislam. To submit to the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the moment that you live in. What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala want me to do right now? If it is beloved to Allah, I will do it. And if it's not, I will stay away from it. These are the examples. 300 laden camels at the time of drought, in the most difficult of situations, is for Allah and His Rasul. Not even a case of, let me ask the interior ministry. Right? I have to ask my wife at home. I have to make mashwara. Right? Everyone was clear. Because even the wives were upon the same vision. And this is another thing which we could have said yesterday when we discussed visions. That when you get married, marry a female who shares your vision. So that when you're doing things, she feels fulfilled. If you share the same vision, when she's doing something, you're happy. Why? Because she's working towards the end you want to achieve. 
And when you do something, she is happy. Why? Because she knows that you are helping her achieve what she wants to achieve. There's fulfillment. There's fulfillment. When you outspending in the path of Allah, or traveling for the sake of Allah, she's not sitting at home saying, I've been neglected by my husband. She's not saying, I've been neglected by my husband. Why? Because she feels fulfilled. What you're doing is helping her achieve. She has a purpose in her life. You have a purpose in your life. And what you're doing is helping me. And what I'm doing is helping you. La ilaha illallah. She doesn't say, I'm stuck at home looking after the kids. Whilst you are out there. Why? Because she knows by me doing this, that can happen. And that happening helps me see the end that I would like to see when I'm about to pass away. Do you see when you have a shared vision, what happens? It even brings life to our marriages and fulfillment. For those who are getting married, take heed. And for those who are married, don't start saying, oh no, I married the wrong woman. Or the woman saying, I married the wrong man. No, that's not the intention here. Inshallah, you can draft visions that are shared. Because marriage is give and take. Right? So, the Sahaba radiallahu anhum ajma'een were leaders in spending in the path of Allah. In da'wah, they were leaders as well. We shared the example of the man who went to Rustam and said we came to remove the ibad from shirk into tawheed, from oppression of religion into the justice of Islam, and from darkness into light. La ilaha illallah. They were leaders in da'wah. Even when they were dying, they were giving da'wah. That's how they were leaders in da'wah. We all know the famous story of Umar ibn Khattab when he was passing away. And he was bleeding to death after the fire worshipper stabbed him when he was about to start Salatul Fajr. And as he's bleeding, a young boy from the community walks up to see him and has his thobe hanging below his ankles or dragging on the ground. Umar is bleeding to death. There's more important matters like setting up the shura that's going to decide who the next Amir is going to be. But here we have Umar. When this boy is walking away, he turns to him and says, Ya bin akhi, Oh son of my brother, Irfa' thawbak, lift your thawb. Fa'innahu atqa li rabbik, for indeed it is of more piety. It's from you being more pious to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wa'abqa li thawbik, and it will make your thawb last longer. La ilaha illallah. Look at, look at this da'wah. In the most perfect way, even when he's dying, he's observing the da'wah in the best way. Yabna akhi. Oh son of my brother. He didn't say, oh crazy brat, or mad person, or sinful person. No. Look, yabna akhi. Oh son of my brother. What beautiful words. You're dying and you have time to still look after the pillars of da'wah. And he joined between a religious instruction and instruction that makes sense to your mind. فَإِنَّهُ أَتْقَى لِرَبِّكَ This is the religious instruction. It's, it's from you being more pious. And this is from something more beloved to Allah. And in case that doesn't make too much sense, then understand it's أَبْقَى لِثَوْبِكَ It will make your thawb last longer. Dragging it on the ground, it will tear and become filthy. And he's bleeding to death. Look how they were leaders in da'wah. Even on their deathbed, they were inviting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It wasn't a case of procrastination. I will do it when? Tomorrow. And they say tomorrow never comes. They never wasted time. There was istijaba. They were leaders in it. 
They were making it happen, not letting others make it happen. They were people who saw, not people who were just seen. In character, they were leaders.